thanks for taking the time to listen to this Social Partnership Forum podcast. Hello, I'm Victoria Small, the um, Social Partnership Forum Project Manager. Welcome to the SPF podcast, where I will be speaking to the three shortlisted teams for the Social Partnership-sponsored um, 2015 HPMA Partnership Award about their entries. I am joined now by Murray Rees from Unison and Fiona Chapman from Aintree University Hospital. Firstly, congratulations on being shortlisted for the 2015 Partnership Award. And thank you for joining me today for a quick chat about your entry. So there's just a few questions. Um, Firstly, could you tell me about your initiative and how it demonstrates the benefits of partnership working? Okay, the, uh, the initiative was, um, we were tasked about five years ago to introduce apprenticeships. It was part of the wider NHS um, apprenticeship initiative because at the time the NHS as a whole had only just over 200 apprentices and they wanted to grow that. Um, Aintree were part of that and now in the northwest, um, in the past five years, there's been 10,000 apprenticeship starts. So our partnership um, started to, um, because trying to introduce apprenticeships to Aintree was such a monumental task as we've got 2,000 staff in bands one to four who are are our catchment group. Um, We started working very closely together to try and um, promote apprenticeships because um, Mary is our lead union learn rep and she manages the union learn reps who are Aintree members of staff but are trained by um, as union learners to give them the tools to um, promote um, development opportunities to staff. They tend to be employed at grassroots level and uh, they also have the trust of their peers. Um, so they, whereas the, the, their peers might necessarily trust me initially for apprenticeships, they were able to really spread the message of apprenticeships and now five years later Aintree has seen 600 members of staff complete apprenticeships. Um, so a huge increase. Huge. <laughs> massive. massive. <laughs> so um, over those five years what was the bi- biggest challenge that you faced and how did you overcome that? I think the biggest challenge was middle management. We had the support of the top of the trust we had the trust and support of the learners and the ULRs, but middle management are the ones that have to manage their department when they release the staff to go on their training and do their courses. That was quite an obstacle we had to overcome. But we managed it. You know, we, we had a bit of backfill money at the beginning. That allowed the staff to be able to be released and someone to work overtime in their place. Um, and it was also about spreading the message about learning. Some of the managers didn't see the point that they were, you know, the staff were already doing the job. Why do you need a qualification in the job you're already doing? We managed to convince them that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Excellent. So finally, in your view then, um, going over what you've just mentioned, what um, are the ingredients for successful partnership working? I think for both of us, tenacity, <laughs> drive and determination, a passion for learning and a passion for providing our re- underrepresented groups of staff opportunities to develop, um, a really good sense of humour, <laughs> patience and um, just dedication. 
No, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, that's the end of the questions. Um, thank you ever so much for taking the time to speak to me today, and good luck in the final. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for interviewing us. I'm now joined by Alison Hall and Dino Williams from um, Ga- um, Guys and St Thomas NHS Foundation Trust, Dino being the staff side chair at that trust. Well, firstly, congratulations for being shortlisted for the 2015 Partnership Award and thank you ever so much for taking the time for a quick chat with me today about your entry. Um, So we've got a few questions. So um, firstly, could you tell me about your initiative and how it demonstrates the benefits of partnership working? So our initiative is a management leadership development programme and that is uh, jointly developed and delivered by three of us, that's Dino, myself and our management and leadership development lead, Adnan Bajwa. And the way this really sort of demonstrates the benefits of partnership working is that we developed it because we were having a lot of problems with management of employee relations cases. So cases were taking a long time to resolve. We had too many cases. They were, we'd got HR staff unable to cope, overwhelmed with demand. We'd got staff side reps unable to cope with demand. And in many cases, the outcomes were causing um, a lot of bad feeling within the organisation. And certainly staff side were expressing concern about the way managers were dealing with employee relations cases. And, um, And we in HR had concerns and managers were expressing concerns about the way staff side were behaving in certain um, in, in certain cases as well. So we decided that the way to tackle these problems was through a partnership approach. So our initiative demonstrates the benefit of partnership working because we have Im- enabled um, improvement in all of those areas by developing and jointly delivering a programme of management and leadership development for our managers. And because they see the way we work in partnership, uh, they're able to apply that much more in their workplace. And we also work very hard on the programme to demonstrate the benefit of relationship building with staff and staff engagement. So through all of those things, we've improved Um, the way our managers deal with employee relations cases, we've improved the way employee relations cases are dealt with generally, Um, and we believe we've directly influenced the culture of the organisation through training and developing our managers in a different way. Excellent, so lots of positives, lots of positives there. Um, Was there any challenges and if so what was the biggest challenge and how did you overcome that? So I think one of the biggest challenges was perception in terms of trade unions working in partnership with an employer instead of trade unions working I suppose against an employer and solely looking to get our way by hook or crook. I think one of the biggest things is that we've been able to overcome that challenge by demonstrating that some of the benefits meant that we wouldn't be tied up in employment relations cases, that managers would have the confidence to deal with it at the lowest point possible. I think it was a challenge getting members to trust managers and have the faith to go into meetings without trade unions 
and know that the managers will be equipped with the skills to be able to provide an individualised meeting, which meant that a manager's not just going to sit down with someone and say, because the policy says this, I'm going to do it. Managers took accountability. Employees were going to feel the benefit of managers not always having to escalate something up because they were frightened of making a decision. So I found that some of the challenges were around perception, they were around employees not really having much faith in the relationships with their managers, and that was really overcome by convincing staff and everyone involved that there would be a huge benefit in us working together for a single outcome. Excellent. So lots of awareness raising and relationship building. So um, final question. Um, so in your view, um, things have obviously gone really well um, in your trust and you've um, achieved um, an excellent programme. So um, what were the ingredients or, um, you'd recommend for a successful partnership um, if you were to advise another trust? I would say that from both points of views, one of the first thing you need is you need to have that honesty. So in some cases, things may be difficult to say, but if no one says them and they don't come out, then they can't be tackled. On top of that, you need the trust. So you need to have the trust to know that if you do talk about something, it's going to get actioned and there'll be a feedback from that and the trust take it seriously. I also think one of the most successful ingredients that was a facet of this is the Speaking Up campaign, the Francis campaign, which led to an organisation that was ready to receive something totally different. So what we do know is that the climate's changed around the NHS. We're very much looking at what the patients want, we're looking at the services we need to provide, and we're looking at lessons learned from mid-staffs. Yeah. And with all of them, there were a lot of indicators around workforce, communication, and now was the time. So post the Francis report, we felt that organisations were far more ready to mm -hmm. hear what we had to say. Yeah, it's a good opportunity. Absolutely. The time was right. That's brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much for your time today. Thank um, thanks for speaking to us. And um, all the best for the final in June. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm now joined by Susan Hartthorne and Elaine Nichols from University Hospitals um, Birmingham NHS Foundation Trust. So firstly, congratulations on being shortlisted uh, for the 2015 Partnership Award and thank you for joining me today for a quick chat about your entry. So firstly, can you tell me about your initiative and how it demonstrates the benefits of partnership working? Yeah. Um, so what we did in uh, 2012, we had a complete review of our HR key performance indicators, um, which indicated that our disciplinary casework was um, taken on average about 26 weeks, which was which was quite unpalatable, really. Um, it didn't really show us as, as a cutting-edge HR department, um, which as a trust, we like to think that we're cutting-edge in terms of clinical uh, research and, and treatment for patients. Um, so we knew that we had to do something completely radical. So um, we looked at the disciplinary process and basically between um, management and staff side we came up with uh, what we call a fast track disciplinary process which is basically where um, the disciplinary process, uh, sanction process is, is fast tracked rather than having a huge um, disciplinary hearing. So in effect there's an investigation and then the um, uh, outcome of that disciplinary hearing, uh, outcome of that disciplinary invest investigation is then um, discussed uh, with staff side and basically we can we say to staff side look we want to offer them off, offer the individual 
um, a first written warning or a final written warning, um, and basically then that basically that sanction will be will be potentially negotiated to make a, a more palatable sanction. So you know we've called our entry breaking tradition because that's very that's very different from a normal um, you know traditional management process. So. You know, a normal disciplinary process would be, you know, um, a panel on one side of the table, then management and staff side. Management reading out a full statement of case, bringing in witness after witness, staff side doing the same, and then basically management imposing a sanction at the end of the process. Well, basically what we wanted to do is, is get rid of all of that because it's 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 very distressing for the member of staff. Mm -hmm. They often go off sick, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a large amount of paperwork, yeah. um, and actually then they'll just appeal which mm -hmm. cause, then causes more work. Yeah. Um, so actually what we wanted to do is to be able to get something that was palatable for both. Mm -hmm. So basically we can give a fast track warning up, up to a first written, up to a final written warning. For gross misconduct we always go to a hearing um, to obviously make sure it's legally safe, but we always we still make sure that we tick all the ACAS guidelines um, to make sure that, they, that, you know, that all of those are being followed and we're not um, outside of legal, legal guidelines basically. So an excellent uh, example of working in partnership with both staff side and management. Um, but have you faced any challenges? And if so, what has been the biggest challenge um, that you've faced and how did you overcome that? Um, I think the challenge really at the beginning of the, the process was actually trying to get people to think differently about what's usually a very, very traditional process. Yeah. You know, disciplinary processes have been in place <laughs> for time and memorial, you know, and it's like HR were of the view, well... Um, I learnt this at CIPD, I learnt this at college, you know, how you know, how can we go outside of this process? What happens if we go to employment tribunal, etc. etc. So so trying to get them to understand that actually doing mm. something different was was quite a challenge. Um, management um, were, were quite receptive to it because they knew that something needed to change, but they also didn't necessarily like the fact that what was usually a process that they were in control of, and I'm issuing you with a warning and there's no discussion about it, and what I say goes, obviously was then taken out, taken out of them. Um, and in terms of staff sides, um, I think it was more the fact that they felt that staff side, that members could be forced into taking sanctions because it just got it over with quicker. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's it's you know it's much better for us. Uh, from staff side's point of view and from the member's point of view because it is less stressful for them. Yeah. Uh, they're not going in front of a panel. Uh, they obviously have to admit what they've done and see where they've gone wrong yeah. to, for this to work properly. Um, but yet yeah, they, you know, it is less stressful for everyone concerned. It's, you know, I get involved with the negotiation of the sanction. So the member feels that, you know, the, the member puts the trust into staff side to actually do that mm. so it, it does it works really well and and it saves on paperwork a bit later on down the line because if the member does <laughs> go off with stress you know then you're looking at attendance management issues yeah. as well so it cuts out all of that mm. I mean to to get over those challenges really people just have to see it in practice yeah you know we have to talk about how we would do it you know, do, we did a pilot, um, and actually, we instantly knew that it was the right thing to do. You know, members of staff being absolutely distraught because they've recognised actually they've made mistakes. So why would you, why would you why would you drag that out any longer than you needed to? When actually, you know that those sanctions are the, are the, are the you know the, the sanction is the right thing to do, and it can be over within a couple of days rather than six months, which was where we were. Um, so yeah, it, it certainly worked out in in practice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, last question. Um, you're obviously working well together um, and you've been successful in implementing this. Um, so if you were to advise a trust on looking at working in partnership, what do you think the ingredients for a successful partnership um, would be? 
Yeah, I, I you know, for, from from as from me personally, being staff side, uh, we feel that it's just not a tick box exercise. This mm. is actually engaging with HR, with management, with regards to sanction for the for for the member. So it's you know it's it's for us to go to, to them as well as you know to negotiate everything. So mm. it, it is it does work really well. I mean, it's the honesty and the, yeah. it's, it's having those honest, you know, discussions, yeah. you know, in yeah. terms of being able to say, look, this could have gone to dismissal. So actually, you're quite lucky we're offering you a final written warning yeah. <laughs> and actually go, actually, yeah, you're right, that is it. And where well, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that in a normal traditional process, would you? You know, it'd be like the end of the process, right, I'm reading this out and this is what we've decided. And pretty much if you don't like it, you can go to appeal. Mm. Whereas we don't have that. You know, we've never had an appeal mm. um, throughout this throughout this process because it makes, they think, you know, they come out with something that's fairer for them. Yeah. You know, they feel actually, you know, and actually... We've also got quite a lot of consistency around our decisions as well because obviously everybody, you know, we know where we've been. Yeah, so a lot more grown-up conversations. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Um, thank you ever so much for your time, ladies, um, and thanks for speaking to me today. And um, good luck in the final, and we'll see you in June. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you.